I was on the uh, the bus home today and um, went past this. You catch the bus? I know. You commoner. Yes. You filth. Like a plebeian. I, yes. I caught the bus home. As I'm wont to do, man of the people, Robert Bailey, catches the bus. I like to mingle with the commoners, some to the common folk, sometimes dressed in rags so that they, they can't tell that I'm royalty. As opposed to what you're wearing now. Which is basically like rags, but... It's, it's got a hood on it, though. You've got a hoodie rag. Yes, yes. It's Because I'm, I'm straight up street. Yes. It's, uh, anyway, I was on a bus. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, went past a street uh, called Wizard Street. And my first thought was, gee, I hope there's a wizard there. <laughs> I really hope a wizard lives on Wizard Street. You know what? I don't think you're a true Australian. Because a true Australian would think... Wizard Street, I really need to steal that street post. <laughs> we should steal it. We should steal it. Hey, maybe we can steal it tonight. <laughs> Let's go steal it. We could steal it or... Yeah. Or... Or... We could buy a house on Wizard Street. And steal it then. And Nobody then, will suspect us. And then... Because <laughs> we will already be on Wizard Street. And then, where did it go? We can't suspect anyone on lives on this great street, which is Wizard Street, because they wouldn't have stolen it. But we did. Well, I was going to suggest we dabble in the dark arts. And you know, I don't know, summon a demon or something. But sure, let's let's move to a street and then steal the street sign on the street that we already live on, because then no one will suspect that we. Let's just be wizards. Yes. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 9 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your effervescent host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by dangerously unstable postal worker, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. I bought some knives today. I'm going to put them in me gun so I can fire knives at people. All in the way of giving them their mail on time. (laughs) A gun that fires knives. Yeah, I've also got a knife that fires guns as well. Not bullets, just guns. <laughs> it basically pistol whips people <laughs> out of the hilt of a knife, and then you stab them right in the envelope. You know, I think, like, while a knife is probably, like, okay, so scientifically, yeah, a knife is probably a much worse thing to fire out of a gun. I mean, by worse, I mean it's not not as effective as a bullet. Oh, uh, depends Psych- how big psychologi- the knife. <laughs> psychologically, yeah. Much, much scarier. You've got to remember that your, your, your typical post box is only, what, like, you know, uh, you know, five, six metres away from the door? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need the knife to go, right? <laughs> if you're on your postal route. I mean, you've you got to be efficient here, Rob. You've got, you got to think of the Australia post tradition. Of... Shooting people with gun knives. <laughs> and knife guns. Knife guns. It works both ways. <laughs> we're, we're not just a, a one-hit Carrier, I'll have you know. Now I know why they put that stamp. We hit him where it hurts. We lick the queen on both sides of her head. <laughs> do we even have queen stamps anymore? I don't think we do. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's got to be a stamp out there somewhere with the queen on it. Yeah, some somewhere, and probably a little furry animal as well. And I don't know a, that looks like a queen. A dingo or something. A dingo. <laughs> dingo. That ate my queen. It's the most Aussie animal of all. Which is interesting because. Like from a native natural history perspective, they're not. They're, they're not, not actually native, native Austra- Australian animal. No, they're introduced by yeah. the native peoples of Australia. Yeah, they they weren't here first. 
You but, know who was here first? Wombats the size of buses. That's right. That's what was here first. Man, they used to call great. them wombuses, and they were always late. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> you take the one bus past Wizard Street, and you. <laughs> I really hope you put the sound test first this time, I, dude. I will. I will. Maybe I won't, just to confuse people. Just to because be a- we're wizards, you see. <laughs> just we to- hail Satan. He was also on the Wombus. You go, hail Satan, over here, Satan, over here, mate. That's how you. He get never s- stops for you. That's how you catch the Wombus is by hailing Satan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this all makes perfect sense. It makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to anyone listening at all. We're off. Okay, I like to say that this is the After Dark special of Game Life Balance yeah. Australia. After Dark because it is a Friday night. We usually record on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, early, well, late afternoon. Usually by the time we actually get around to recording, mm. we have a few libations. You know, maybe maybe shoot the breeze. Uh, we actually also have to play the game, usually, of what we're yeah. going to play. But, uh, so, full disclosure, we're recording this one a little bit early. So, um, unfortunately, all the up-to-the-minute, great, accurate news that we always share with you on Game Life Balance Australia... Which was the most accurate news we've ever given people was literally the quiz last <laughs> week, which was E3 2015. <laughs> That's right, as close as we go. But and the- half of that quiz was wrong, so and you wanted to spank me for it. If, if we're going... You heard that? Yes, I did hear <laughs> oh that. Oh dear. You listen to these shows too. I... Uh, have a butler who listens to it for me and informs me of what you say. Is the butler just you in a tux? I don't own a tux, but is the butler just you in like a cardboard box that you write tux on that you wear? It is me in a bow tie and nothing else, <laughs> because bow ties are cool. Great. Trust me, you don't want me to take this bow tie off. I was going to say something and now I've forgotten what it was, but that's fine because you naked except for a bow tie is. It's much better than anything I was about to say. So It reminds me a lot of early 90s music videos, but I don't know why. i just like everyone at home to just take a minute, pause the podcast, yep. and just take a minute, maybe two minutes, to just imagine AC naked, except for a bow tie. Peter just, Gabriel, isn't that just, who was naked except with a bow tie? Just really dwell on that. Genesis or something? I don't know. Peter Gabriel. Is that his name? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. So for, some reason, I, no, no, you, for some reason, I thought you were talking about Peter Andre. <laughs> He's always naked except for a bow tie. That's a gimme. <laughs> but slathered in so much fake tan that he actually is technically wearing clothes. Actually, like, there were stories of people who were in his film clips with him and he had a singing career. Peter Andre is, um, or was a pop star for those in America who don't know who Peter Andre is. Don't bother looking it up, you know. But he used to grease <laughs> his hair definitely back. Definitely don't. And apparently yeah. people in like who were the backup dancers would just get swaths of like hair product flung oh, in their spaces yuck. as he was dancing around. Because, you know, like early 90s hairstyle was like long and greased back. Oh man, a big blob of Peter Andre hitting you in the face. <laughs> yes. That's uh, uh, lucky there were no sexual harassment laws pertaining to Peter Andre man. back then, but th- there certainly are now. I think watching his... Music videos counts as some form of sexual harassment or other. Yeah, but you look them up yourself. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know... It's my sick fascination and I stand by it, damn it. <laughs> you was, know, just... Uh, you, you completed that sentence all by yourself. Don't shame my... Don't shame my Andre... Wait. Don't Andre shame me. There you go. There you go. I will now and for all time. <laughs> and so will our... Uh, Three listeners... <laughs> I was going to say, our featured game character... <laughs> oh, God, all right. For... You're going to try... The look on your this... face. Okay, so... Wait, I... We have a featured game. We what? have a featured game. The reason why we sound so weird, possibly weirder than usual, possibly the same, is because uh... it's the end of a very long working week for the both of us. Yeah. And we're recording this, like, uh, like nine o'clock on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and 
We just got home from work and went, ooh, a couple of beers. That sounds like a good idea before we record the podcast. I, I have I've actually not indulged in beers, I, but I have had a snifter of me thieving Welshman, as I want to do. Vodka. You've had a lot of vodka. Yeah. Rather than beer. I had a lot of vodka. Okay. Our featured game is... Sonic the Hedgehog for the Master System. Sonic the Hedgehog. Paul Hogan. No way. So, at the end of the last segment, what we call the intro segment, which goes on about five minutes longer than it needs to, mm-hmm. when we are meant to intro ourselves. Yeah, we never do, though. And it sounded even possibly more off the rails than usual. We yeah. couldn't stop laughing. With, I said to Rob, should, should we re-record that? And Rob's response was, no! No! <laughs> was, I was, and then there was a whole lot of professionalism in eating chips. I, my, my actual response was, no... Because it will be a lot worse. <laughs> so basically, what you're getting now is the best we can possibly manage. This is, this is this the is high the point. This is the pinnacle of AC and Rob on a Friday night. <laughs> it's, it's only going to go downhill from here, basically. AC so. and Rob after dark. Strap, it's, <laughs> strap what? Well, what were we going to say? Strap on? Stra- strap yourself in, because it's going to get blue. I'm going to strap myself on. AC and, uh, and Rob after dark. Go in the back entrance. <laughs> oh, anyway, speaking of back entrances, our feature—that's <laughs> literally the worst, the worst segue ever in the history of segways. But I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the worst segue than that segue that caught on fire and killed a family of four, <laughs> four hedgehogs. Four, and two of them were children. Two children hedgehogs. Thus, the segue. Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. No, I can't stop yeah, laughing. No, no, I see. I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Two, the family was actually hedgehogs. Yep. Two of them were children hedgehogs. <laughs> the family that died in a fiery cataclysm of segways were, he- were hedgehogs. And that's how you're getting to the subject of Sonic the Hedgehog. I see. Yeah. I see. All right. I'm on board now. Okay. It had nothing to do with anal sex at all. <laughs> Definitely nothing to do with anal <laughs> Okay. So our featured game for this episode is Sonic the Hedgehog. But, but, dear listeners, in the bus at home with Rob. On Wizard Street. On Wizard Street. It is actually Sonic the Hedgehog. For the Sega Master System. Hmm. Now, this is actually a really interesting game because I played this game before I played Sonic the Hedgehog uh, for the Mega Drive slash Genesis. Me too. And uh, that's because we had uh, Master Systems. We that's didn't right. know many people who had um, and Mega Drive. A I Mega mean, Drive. No. You have to understand, the Sonic came out when the Mega Drive was really quite new. Yeah. And um, most at least new or not, uh, new yeah, enough. Yeah, new like enough, for yeah. you know, for us, two years, it seemed new. Yeah. And most kids didn't own a Mega Drive, but everyone knew about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and so kids would, would snap up the Master System version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. And um, it was actually a little while before I played the, the Mega Drive version of Sonic. The first, my first encounter with the Mega Drive version was at, um, at David Jones at the, uh, the department store, <laughs> the local department store, mm. um, where they had a Mega Drive set up. And uh, I was wowed by the graphics. But of course... The Mega Drive out of my reach. My parents were cheapskates, as I understand were yours. Oh, yes. And uh, they said, well, I, just, I already bought you a Master System. What do you want? You want another video game system now? It's got you? twice as many bits. What the hell is a bit? What the hell is a bit? I'll clip you around the ear. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a bit. I'll give you two bits to mow the lawn. I'll box your ears. I'll bit your ears. I'll box your ears. He'll bit your... Ooh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's quite nasty. Mike mm. Tyson move there. That's, uh, uh, that's the kind of parents we had back in the 90s. Yes, yeah, so I had Mike Tyson for my father. <laughs> He was, a, he was a cruel father, but fair. <laughs> well, I mean, as fair as it could get being Mike Tyson. We're off topic again. 
Anyway, the surprising thing about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for Master System, and it's just called Sonic the Hedgehog. It's literally just Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. Uh, if you look it up, it's usually called 8-bit video game. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog after... brackets the 8-bit video game. Yeah, because it's the same title. Mm-hmm. And the diff- and the, the thing about this game mm-hmm. is it's actually quite good. Yeah. And people dismiss it because uh, you got to remember that back then, back in the early 90s, mm. uh, when games were being released for the Mega Drive, the same games were also being released for the Master System, yep. but at a much crappier frame rate, and of course, yeah, um, the graphics were sound. worse. Yeah. The sound was generally worse. The um, they cut stuff out, or they just make it a lot more low res. So, I mean, this still happens today. You've still got. I think they're still maybe they're still releasing games for the PS3 at the same time as the PS. I think they are. Yeah, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I mean, this is something. This is this is a perennial problem. Really noticeable though. Yeah. Like we, I had you've played. Uh, we've done Altered Beast before. I mm-hmm. think at least in terms of uh, we've may- maybe not done it a featured game, but we've certainly um, we've sat down and played it. Yeah, and I, I'm sure a lot of you people have too. But Altered Beast was also released on the Master System. No digitized speech, no backgrounds, mm-hmm. no wires from your grave. It was just... It's just an inferior game in every way, really. In every, every way. And, and Altered Beast wasn't very so good anyway. slowly as yeah. well. And Mortal Kombat, not even that great on the Mega Drive, but okay because it had blood in it, whereas the Super NES version didn't. Mm. It was also released for the Master System. And it was shockingly bad, but people still bought it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the thing, is when you can't afford the new thing, you just, you know, when you can't afford the new console, pardon, you you, uh, you still want the games, you, you know? You get the inferior version and you like it, damn it, because that's all that's you all have. That's all you had access to. Anyway, back to Sonic. Mm-hmm. This is not an 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog. This is an well, entirely is. new game. <laughs> it is It is an 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's not... It's not The Mega Drive version. It's not the Mega Drive version hmm. with worse graphics and a, a generally worse experience. It's actually... A, it is a, a new game, new levels, uh, in every way different, uh, but for the fact that it's still Sonic. It's still recognisably Sonic. Yeah. The, the art style is, is still uh, recognisably the Sonic art style. Um, the attitude is still there. Yep. Uh, but it's it plays quite differently actually because it doesn't because the master system doesn't really have the uh, the processing power of the Mega Drive. So, so Sonic s- doesn't move anywhere near as fast. He's not that fast. No, but he still goes pretty fast for the for the master system. It's fast enough. Yeah. Like it's faster than a normal platformer game. Like but... you can't crouch down and, and spin and do a spin attack like you can. It, he just yeah. you, he can roll though. Like if you if you're running and press down, he will roll. Yeah, they don't have the loops. Um, but they, they do have loops, but they're actually few and far between, and not very impressive. No, I think that what they, really? what they do have is they have a ramp. Maybe I'm misremembering it. Where you roll down and then you're kind of flung uh, up. You know, I'm thinking of Sonic 2 on the Master System, which had loops, but they were very unimpressive loops. So I'm getting my games confused. Mm. So what you got to remember about this game is that, number one, it wasn't actually made... It wasn't developed by Sega. Mm. It was uh, developed by a game who had a lot of close ties. A, ga- a game developer. <laughs> game developer. By a, what? <laughs> it wasn't developed by a game. Well, no, 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 that game would be interesting. Developer. Game developed by a game. Uh, yes, developed by a game developer. Called Ancient. Yes. Now, Ancient, of course, had quite a lot of uh, close ties with Sega. Yeah. And uh, I think it was actually headed up by a musician, that, that entire company. Yeah, a, a famous uh, music composer. I'm looking him up now. Yutsu Koshiro, who um, yeah, was one of the most uh, you know, well-regarded 
chiptunes uh, makers of the 80s and 90s. So uh, the genius behind the Streets of Rage soundtrack, the uh, Act Razor soundtrack, and uh, the Revenge of Shinobi soundtrack. A very good soundtrack. And uh, Sonic for the Master System is up there with them. Let me just yeah. say that. It has some great, great music. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the gameplay in a minute, but I just want to touch on the music. Yeah. There is some... There is a couple of tunes on here which, if you listen to them now, sound eerily familiar to things that have been done later on by other people. Yeah, I think the best example would be... Bridge Zone. Yeah, the Bridge Zone level, which is the second world. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. um, Has a very catchy theme that I often have in my head to this day. um, And it bears a striking resemblance to the Janet Jackson... The chorus of the Janet Jackson song... Uh, together again. Yeah. So it's very. And yeah, this the Sonic version came first. If you look up the Wikipedia page, it says it was sampled by Janet Jackson in 1995 or 96. 97, I think. But yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know whether it was sampled. It it may just be a coincidence. It may be. It may just be outright stolen for all we know. It's very weird how similar it is, though. It is very, very, very similar. So you know, do if you if you're sufficiently curious um go and listen to both of those together the soundtrack for sonic the hedgehog as with every other game soundtrack in existence ever is on youtube so you yeah. can go and and listen to that and, and make your own judgment but we were struck by the similarity uh, and this is something that i picked up in like when i played sonic one again during like the, the mid to late 90s and i said and it was about the same time that uh, this song was released and i went this sounds exactly like that song by Janet Jackson. Yeah, I yeah. picked it up the first time, but I thought, oh, it's just a coincidence. And then when I went back and listened to it years later, it was, I'm not the only one to have picked this up or thought that there was a similarity. It's 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 a little weird. So I don't know, someone owes someone some money or something, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, User so, Kushiro's going to go get his, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was quite a popular song back in the 90s mm. too, so, as I remember. The soundtrack's good. The graphics are quite good too. Yeah, the graphics for an 8-bit system are quite good. Uh, yeah. It is particularly suited to the Master System because it has a much brighter colour palette. Yes. The gameplay, though, is what really sells this game. Yeah. Now, being a Sonic game, you think, I'm going to rush through all these levels. It's not that type of game. You mm. can run. You can roll pretty fast in some point. There is a bit of slowdown if there are more than three enemies on the screen mm-hmm. that shoot. Yes. Quite noticeable slowdown, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, it's not the kind of Sonic game that you would play on the Mega Drive. It is actually quite... A, it's just quite a good, intricate platformer. It's a solid platformer that really relies on on um, accurate jumping and you know attacking enemies um with timing Mm. Uh, and it's quite different i I think a lot of criticism has been leveled against the sonic series in general for basically being um a game that promises to be fun but actually when you're playing it is frustrating because moving at high speed is enjoyable but the moment you encounter an enemy that hits you you lose your coins you slow down you have to pick up momentum again, and, uh, and and it stops being fun at that point. And I think what sets Sonic for the Master System, or Sonic the Hedgehog, the 8-bit video game, <laughs> apart, is that it doesn't rely on speed. It doesn't rely on the, I don't know, like the glitz and glamour of moving rapidly across um, a landscape to, 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 to give you the fun that you're, you're seeking. It's fun because the platforming is solid. Uh, because it's, the, it's, it's the jumps really are uh, were very well spaced. The, There's uh, no projectiles. The only the only way, weapon you have is basically yourself and your spin attack when you're in the air. Yeah, and then the mechanic of um, you know being being allowed to be hit once and having to recover your rings, or in this case, I want to say just one ring. So 
even then, yeah. what happens is when you lose your... Usually, if you lose all your rings in a Sonic game, they all spread out everywhere. If you lose your rings in this, one ring will come yes. out the top, but you cannot recover it. Because the it's Master... It's basically a one hit. The Master System was unable to do... The, multiple rings and it's yeah. a shame because that was one of the most impressive things about the Mega Drive version you could recover somewhat but you can't recover from this you have to go back and get more that, rings that cascade of rings that just mm. flies out of Sonic in the Mega Drive version when he gets hit is was very impressive at the time um, and uh, yeah, it, they can't replicate that on the Master System at least not on the on this version not either. in this version no they, they re- replicated a little bit better in Sonic 2 for the Master System mm. and I I don't know like I have a lot of fond memories uh I think I may have even actually played Sonic 2 for the Master System before Sonic 1, but I like Sonic 1 better. Yeah. And here is something interesting. I like, and I actually genuinely think that Sonic for the Master System is better and more polished in a lot of ways than Sonic for the Mega Drive. That's a controversial opinion. It is quite controversial, and some people will say, oh, it's not even that really that Sonic-y, but I think it is actually a better game. Sonic 2, I think, is a masterpiece. Sonic 1 has its flaws and, and and it was a good game but they built on top of that for the for the Mega Drive but mm. for the for the Master System they just seemed to do the very best game they could given the technology of the day. Yeah. You know? And I think they were wise to start from the start and not and not just try and port um Sonic from the Mega Drive to the Master System but actually come up with something that's more appropriate for the Master System's hardware. Yeah. That takes the limitations of the Master System into account. So it does do a lot of the levels uh, similarly. So it's like a yeah. Green Hill Zone yep. type area at the start. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Bridge Zone, which is, of course, uh, some intricate platforming and uh, and some auto-scrolling levels. Uh, there is the Jungle Zone. There is the Labyrinth Zone, which is a lot of underwater. Yeah, the Labyrinth Zone reminds me a lot of the second level in the Mega Drive version of mm. Sonic. Um, there is a lot... you got to... You gotta, Catch your breath underneath. Yeah, those bubbles that rise up from the floor. Um, you have and to sort of swallow. Metal something. brain scrap zone, I think it's called, or something. Some some words to a similar effect. It's like the robot zone, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Sky Zone, which is like his uh, Robotnik or Eggman in his uh, you know hot air balloon or uh, you know his his sky blimp. Yeah. So, so there's only six worlds, mm-hmm. but they're all quite. And there's three there's three levels in each, and the last yeah. one is always a boss fight. The boss fight is always. Uh, Dr. Robotnik or Eggman mm-hmm. so yep. in every level you need to defeat Eggman in, in different poses and in different ways some yeah. more tricky than others yep yep and when you beat the boss um, you release the uh, the woodland creatures like you would in the Mega Drive version much less impressive on the Master System version because the Master System couldn't handle that again that cascade of animals just flying out of the um, the capsule so it's it's more of like you know maybe half a dozen or so little birds. And yeah, and and not quite as impressive. But when you, you know. when you kill robots in this version, they just kind of explode and blink out of existence. No no little furry animal comes out of the the ones that you kill during yeah. the level. Yeah. So there are some like, like there are some disappointing features to the game, and when you compare it graphically to the Mega Drive version, but I think you're right about the gameplay. I think the gameplay holds up really well it's still fun to play so i actually played through the entire game last night on my retro freak Mm -hmm. um i actually have the the full game on uh on on master system of course Mm -hmm. and plugged it in loaded the rom and just spent a good three hours playing my way through and it was just a fantastic experience yeah i mean i i owned the game when i was a kid it was one of the few games i actually owned on my master system and Um, i played it i played it to death and I beat it many, many times. And uh... So it's an, another game where you need to get the Chaos Emeralds. You <clears> need to get six of them yep. and then to be able to finish the game properly. Yes. And it was uh, like Alex Kidd, 
an inbuilt game for the Sega Master System in its very final incarnation. That's right. As the Master System 2. Yeah, if you bought one late in the life cycle, you would have got this game for free. So, um, lucky you, I guess. Although, I think... Uh, Alex Kidd probably has more nostalgia value. I, don't I know. think so. I don't, like, know. I don't know. Like we both have a, a particular fondness for Alex Kidd. Probably not deserved. It's but... not deserved. No, it was just the game that we had. But uh, those yeah. Master Systems are a little bit rarer than the other ones, mm. and they don't look any different unless you kind of know what serial numbers to read and stuff like that. Yeah. At the bottom. But right. a lot of people played this version of the game. Yeah. And uh, uh, what would you recommend it? God, okay, good question. Um, surprise! I act surprised as though we don't ask this every episode. To be fair, you always look genuinely surprised when I ask you. Oh yes, that's a question we ask, <laughs> and I and they always answer it the same way, which is kind of boring. But I think this is a game that all Sonic fans should definitely play, and you can get it. I think it was a. I think they put it out on like some sort of digital platform. I want to say the Wii, there the are, Wii or the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, they are on virtual consoles, but it's yep. also important to remember that the the uh, what do you call it? the Game Gear, the Sega Game Gear, the portable system mm-hmm. is basically a portable master system pretty much yeah that game the sonic the hedgehog game for the game gear is exactly the same game mm. as it is for the master system yeah. so if you've got a game gear lying around you can use that one as well yeah but if you don't if you don't have a retro console and you want to check it out log on to the virtual console on your nintendo console because of course everyone owns a wii u <laughs> of course everyone owns a wii at the very least um yeah for god's sake dig your wii out of the cupboard or whatever and, bl- and dust it off and go play it because if you're a sonic fan you owe it to yourself to play this game because it is very good um, if you're not a Sonic fan, I'd still recommend it as an example of a really good platformer from the early 90s. Um, maybe not a must play, but certainly something you have to be aware of because it is, I think it's one of those like, sort of lost treasures and definitely one of the best games on the Master System ever. So it's it's a, it's a among the top 10 best games on the Master System for sure. So uh, definitely high recommendation from me for this game. So. I think uh, for me, it's a little different actually. Like I think Sonic... Sonic fans will probably play any Sonic game ever and tell well, you that it's absolute friggin' spun gold. Sonic fans are an interesting breed, and I don't want to anger them because they'll come to my house and kill me. <laughs> um, although I did try Spin to... you do, to death in your sleep. I did try to troll them a lot on Twitter a few months back, but didn't really come up with much. But um, I was a Sonic fan. I was a big Sonic yeah. fan back in the day, but it, it waned. Yeah, look, Sonic... I think I want to say after maybe Sonic and Knuckles it went downhill in a big way. Um, you could argue that Sonic Three even was like the down, like where it started to go downhill. I think they, I think um, both of those were good games. It's just um, it was just it, it, by that stage in the hardware's life, things were starting to to wane a little yes. bit. But I think uh, like even like even for some Sonic fans, going back to an eight bit version might be a little bit too. A little bit too unradical for them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best like '90s version I could put this because know. it's it's not that slow. But I would actually count this game. If you are an 8-bit video game fan, it is yeah. a must. Yeah. Even if you you saw you mostly concentrate on the NES, I think you should totally play this game because I think it is in the top 10 8-bit games of its era. Oh, okay. Even more strong recommendation than mine in some ways. So. In some ways, yes. So definitely got the thumbs up from us. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. Uh, now let's move on to talking about our lives and maybe games. And our games and our lives. And maybe balancing them somehow. Guys, so with the baby only literally weeks away, you must be trying to cram as many games into your life as you possibly can right now. Oh, you, I cram them. I cram you... them into every orifice. <laughs> every orifice I can. Just discs and cartridges everywhere. Are you and about um, metaphorical orifices, please say yes. Hard drives, I guess, these days. Digital games, they go, they gotta go in somewhere, baby. Digital to you, physical to me. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> 
Oh, oh dear. You know what I was actually just thinking? We need to do like a bad game because we keep doing all these games that um, we like. We want to do them as featured games because we find them interesting. Yeah. And we kind of go, yeah, we should. We kind of recommend these games. Sonic is one of those games that uh, I think we've both been meaning to touch upon for a while now. Yeah. Because it was just something that's kind of close to our childhoods. Yes. And we we think we genuinely consider it to be a very good game. So you're saying we do a suck ass game next? Uh, I'm saying like every time we do like a random game, like we kind of go, yeah, it's all right, but not great, and you know, it's we, we occasionally yeah. have a really sucky one. We've done mediocrity, and we've done great. I but think we, we, need have, to we do... have done some some really suck ass ones before, though. Okay. We must have. All right. In the old, in the, the old, old run, ones, the original yeah, run of yeah, the show, I think we did do some pretty suck. We should probably ones. plumb the depths again at some point. I can't remember where the Altered Beast was. I think Altered Beast may have been... Yeah, that was original run. Original run, and we just said, no, don't play that game. Because it's not a great <laughs> game. It is, it is a good example... We played it for you, so you don't have to. Yeah, of original 16-bit era hardware, but it's it's, it's not a great game. Yeah, alright, I'll, I'll put my mind to something terrible that we can talk about maybe next... It doesn't necessarily have to be terrible. It's just that, uh, you know, every every time you go, oh, I'm not sure... Like, I think like our responses are, can be quite nuanced about yeah. whether people should play it or not. I yeah. like that. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, we, we can't always do stuff that we're overly familiar with. We've we got to set ourselves a challenge and go to places we're not familiar with. Yeah, sometimes you got to branch out and do something different. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll play a sports game someday or something like that. Or a racing game, something like that. Yeah, you know. I mean, we can we can totally do something like that. Something that neither of us has played before and then play on the day. Yeah. The, but it has to be a short game because we, we need to be able to speak about it with some sort of um, mm. uh, coherence and, and even a bit of responsibility <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> Ship that's always that the goal we're talking about. That's always the lofty goal to be somewhat coherent <laughs> and respect our listeners. But you know, as long as we as long as we have something to shoot for, you know, like a basic level of, of entertainment. Of competence. <laughs> that's right. So what what have you been up to other than musing about these these sorts of issues in your in your private life? Uh what have I been doing? Um you know, it is actually, it's literally only been a week. You won't yeah. hear this until a week later. We're recording it a week. We've only had seven days, which has been really stressful for me because I've had to put together all this nonsense um, in, in, you know, much less You know, you know what I had time. to do? You know what I had to do, dear listeners? My responsibility was so great this week for this podcast. I had to play through Sonic the Hedgehog for Master System and put on this brilliant Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now. Yes, for the, not for the last time, I will regret this is not a video podcast because... Uh, you can tweet this, dude. You can totally tweet I, this know, out right now. You know now. what? I'm going to take a photo again. <laughs> you know how last week we did, we did awesome... <laughs> We're doing live tweets. ...live mobile phone usage on the podcast. We're going to do it again. Uh, I hope I haven't got... Uh... Oh, sorry. That was my phone getting plugged out of the laptop. We're going to leave that in. Uh, there we go. Great. I'll now tweet this to the world. As proof of when we went live, when we were doing this, when, we, when the record actually happened, I was wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt. So I'm going to... I got on. it from Kmart for 10 bucks. So what I'll do is 10 smackers well spent. Add this photo and then add a suitably insulting tweet. Um, suitably insulting. I don't actually have my phone anywhere near me as far as I know. I can't see it. Also, I um, what else have I been doing in my life while you were tweeting away? Apparently, I'm growing an afro. <laughs> it's not right. it's not something that I tried to do. It's just one of those weird things that um, I haven't had my hair cut for a while. My hair kind of doesn't go grow down; it grows out. Yes. 
It um, sort of grows out like it's sort of an orb. Yes, shape. yes, yeah. and it will eventually turn into an afro if I a white boy afro if I leave it long enough. But it, it's actually I like playing with my hair when it's this long, which is why I always keep it short. Because mm. when it's short, it's kind of spiky and it looks kind of cool. I, it's low maintenance. Mm. Whereas I don't like greasy hair, and it gets greasy because I run my fingers through it because it's nice and thick and mm. kind of curly. So yes. run your fingers through that. Oh, uh, all right. If you yeah. insist. Actually, that is kind of nice. It is kind of nice, isn't it? It is kind of. I, I it was, is su- surprisingly pleasant. <laughs> I, I was. I was expecting, and I mean this with no disrespect to you. Yeah. I was expecting it to be really greasy and oily. Yeah. But in fact, in fact, to my surprise, it's actually lovely. It's fluffy. You have, I, I, you have lovely fluffy hair. I do. I actually. I wash my hair a lot. Um. Mm. I probably shouldn't wash it as much as I do. I don't like greasy hair, so I keep it clean. Uh. And and I just. It is. I keep finding myself running my fingers through it because it's nice. If and I had I'm, hair that nice, I would be touching it twenty four seven. You wouldn't. Go I wouldn't even leave the house. <laughs> and it does get curly. You've actually seen me with an afro when I was in uh, year eleven or twelve or something. Yeah, you I think grow I, it out a bit. Yeah. I did grow it out enough that you could actually stick pens and pencils oh, in the man. back of it, which there must you be, did. There must be photos somewhere. There is. I think. Oh, yeah. This was before the digital age. That's a problem. Yeah. But you and you and Hugh did actually used to stick pencils <laughs> in the back of my hair. You know, I'm really glad that I went to high school and college before mobile phone technology really came of age because otherwise there'd be all these photos of me wearing the most terrible terrible outfits hey rob yeah remember you and i actually did a photography assignment together in year 11 do you have do you have evidence i have all of those photos and negatives which i can put up on the website if you would like me to and if you wouldn't like me to i actually think i would like it i think it would be funny there we should do a a montage i need to dig those photos out so there you go that's a a project for another day am i do i do i have a baseball cap on backwards in some of these photos you have a baseball cap on backwards yes wearing (laughs) wearing a thick jacket drinking mcdonald's coffee because this was back when you discovered coffee apparently <laughs> oh, brilliant you know in between smoko breaks in between oh, classes oh <laughs> god i was literally i was i was shooting to be a uh, world guinness records holder for the the man with the least least sorry pardon me with the shortest lifespan <laughs> um and i i, I did a I, I put a lot of effort into that I have to say, it, it's kind of there's this weird dichotomy in um, what we call eleven and year eleven and twelve in Canberra is mm. is quite different. We call it college, although it's not like university or anything. It's just yep. like the last two. But you have lots of free periods. Yes, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can turn up to classes if you want to. Um, if you want to pass, you probably should though. <laughs> uh, and we yes. and you, you know, you and I had a lot of free classes together, and we used to hang out, despite the fact that you were like this this ultra cool short lifespan guy. <laughs> And I was just like... I was all into early graves. My, my whole shtick back then was geeky guy who wears a lot of surfing t-shirts. A lot yeah. of Quicksilver and Billabong kind of gear. You know, you have you have stayed true. And I will say this, you know, like let's be real for a moment. You've stayed true to yourself forever. Mm. And that is that is to your... I think long term to your credit. Um, I think I just kind of do if I feel like doing something. If I, I, I might watch anime. Yeah. No, every, nobody likes anime. That's okay because I like it. I went. I went. I like this... that Runama bloke who turns into a girl. He's top notch. <laughs> it's a good bloke. That bloke. yeah, top bloke. Half half the time. <laughs> half the time he's a rad Sheila. Uh, God. <laughs> oh Sheila. Um, yes. So unlike you, I went through this period where I decided that uh, being nerdy was was not what I wanted to be, and uh, scrapped it all. Took down the Dungeons and Dragons posters from my walls, literally. And, uh, and decided to be a cool guy to get the ladies. And did that work out for me? 
No. It kind of did, actually. Well, no, it actually didn't. Well, no, here's the thing. It, it did, but you were so uncommitted to these relationships that they disintegrated beneath <laughs> you. I think the reality is I was so surprised the girls were actually into me that I had no idea what to do about it. And to some extent, I still, I still don't know what I'm doing, really. <laughs> I, I found a woman who wanted to marry me, which is wonderful. And my plan, my, my, my basic plan is to hang on to her for grim death. <laughs> Um, Which is what we call marriage in Australia. Yeah. Yes. The I women just, liked me, but I had no idea what to do about it. So Hanson um, Rog back in back in like 1999. Yes. Who was like who was wooing the women? Who? Oh, Rob, you turned me on, you horny dude. And Rob's like going, <laughs> "Hey, baby, you like uh, you like a twenty-sided dice? I mean, damn. I mean, uh, I mean, rap. cool stuff. You, you like rap, don't you? I, I mean, like rap. Rap music and punching people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm into. Cool, because I'm cool, Rob. <laughs> This is this is actually basically what happened, and and about the time he was taking oh, posters down of Dungeons and Dragons, I was putting posters up of Ray Ayanami from uh, yeah. and, and Oscar Langley saw you from yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. That that phase of wanting to be cool lasted probably till my like early twenties or so, and it was a rough time. I finally got back to my touch. I got back in touch with the real me, you know, and uh, and uh, yes, and then and then surprisingly found that that uh, some women actually still liked me. Which is great, and I uh, found one and hanged on to her for grim death, as I've said earlier. And uh, here I am now with a child and such. So, so you, know, you know it all works. So, just my, my life advice to the teens listening, or tweens, some of you are out. I'm, I know there's some of you out there, kids. <laughs> Do I'm gonna, not listen to this. I'm going to sit backwards on my chair now and go into cool dad mode. Kids, stay true to yourself. Obviously, he sat on his testicles then. Because yes, my my drooping hanging testicles. <laughs> um, Modesty sock, Rob. Modesty sock. My giant hanging testy clays. Uh, so, the, this, kids... This turned into a tirade. My life segment turned into a tirade yes. about what not to do with your life. Basically, kids, stay true to yourself because if someone is... If someone's worth your time, they'll love you for who you really are. And that's my two cents. And that's... And the more you know. And there, there's your should moral... I, should I stop you now? I think I should stop you. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Oh, so many things I could say right now. Please but don't I won't. say them. Please don't say I them. I will not. I'm a clean living man. Straight edge all the way. Yeah, you even vote conservative. That's I know, how clean you, you know, are. You know, not taking drugs. You know how some people don't take drugs? Yeah. I invented that. Because <laughs> I remember back in back in college, yeah. year 11 and 12, when we were all taking drugs, you were the only yeah. one who wasn't. Sober Rob is what they called me. That is not what they called you at all. <laughs> you lying me, ass. They called me Sober Rob and they were like, Gosh, I wish we could be as as sensible. <laughs> moving on. Okay, I'm actually totally gonna. So moving on. So the thing is, I was a nerd and or geek or whatever you want to call me back in 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 that stage of my life. The difference was though is that I had a lot of self confidence, mm. and there is nothing worse than a geek who has self confidence. <laughs> yes, it's because, the most intolerable form of geek. Because I was, I, I I'm guessing I was intolerable, but I you know <laughs> you were I, insufferable actually. <laughs> I had I had that monicum of charm in me, mm. and that and that's what kind of got me through that period of my life. Yeah. Uh, because you got to remember that, um, and for those of you who don't know, I started that that uh, phase of my schooling life on crutches and a walking stick. Yeah, because of uh, surgery that I'd had, and I had no choice but to say, "Lip it up," you know, get through this. 
I'm a confident, handsome bastard, which I was. <laughs> it worked out. Some, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I just, I just like what I liked, and you know, any, and by the time you get to year eleven and twelve, at least in our school, nobody was calling you out for that shit anymore. It's like, yeah, you can like whatever you want to like, you know. Mm. Half the kids in our school were stoned and didn't care what you were doing. Those losers. There, there were they. <laughs> There was kind of no jocks to pick fights with, really. You know, it was like they, they, nobody cared anymore. You know what they should do to kids that are stoned? Yeah. Put them on a boat, take it out to sea, and then take it further out to sea until they reach a different country, at which point they can live there, because I don't want them. Hey, Rob, I've got some cruise tickets here for you. Ixnay on the maybe smoked weed nay. I didn't inhale! Oh God! Which you didn't inhale at, uh, at at Canberra College basically meant that you did not breathe I will for two years. S- I will swear on a stack of Talmuds that I did not inhale. Would you swear on the Assassins, a rabid- radical sect of Islam? No, God, no, <laughs> definitely not, never. <laughs> anyway, um... God, what games have you been playing, you insane man? <laughs> this has been a fascinating insight into the pre-life of Roman. Uh, it's all Roman AC. It's all made up. I don't even exist. My real name is Chip Whitley. <laughs> I do an amazing ventriloquism. And I don't even... Because it's a podcast, I don't even need to do ventriloquism. I've just got my hand up Rob's ass. The reality is this has all been a one-man show for the last nine episodes. And it's just AC sitting here in a quiet, in an empty room. Rocking back and forth. <laughs> doing Rob doing a really good impression of an idiot. A really good impression. And also an impression of me. Yeah. A really good impression of an idiot. <laughs> Wait. Brooch. Damn it, I think you just doubled that joke I, back I on I really, really did. You that, ricocheted. Was quite, that was quite clever. That joke bullet ricocheted off the wall and hit me in the chest. Okay. So I, uh, so my daughter, impending daughter, I assume that she's still a daughter. Mm-hmm. Every every scan we've had says it's a daughter. I'm not counting my chickens until they're hatched. Good idea. Um, we got a cot for her. We're getting the nursery ready. Cool. Uh, half the house is in shambles because... I hurt my back really badly in the uh, early half of the week. Oh on no! Monday. I really, I pulled a muscle, and it was one of those muscles you pull where you can feel the knot. Ooh. Like you can actually feel the physical knot, and it was just under my shoulder blade, Yikes. which means I could not move my right arm as much either, and I couldn't move my left arm at all. That's not good when you got a pregnant wife who pretty much relies on you to do things like open pickle jars and stuff like that. Yeah, I had to drive home, and I, basically, I drove home using all of my concentration. And just went to bed and just went, I, and then after about an hour, I went, I need to do stuff that's not in bed. And then I realized I couldn't get out of bed because my back was hurting wow. so much. You've been very stoic. You haven't been complaining about it at all. Uh, I, I didn't even know. Well, let's just say that my wife might know about my situation. She's nodding her head. She's been a big help, despite the fact that she's the, um, the pregnant one. So um, kudos to her. Yeah. You know, I'm actually a weak baby man <laughs> uh, in front of my wife, but strong and tough in front of everyone else. Yeah. You're, Apparently. He's a tough guy, this guy. Except in front of my wife. She's the tough guy. No, wait, hang on. That came out wrong. No, no, she's still nodding her head, so I guess. <laughs> my wife is a tough guy. So uh, I need to... We have a long weekend, so I need yep. to assemble the cot which we got. Yeah. Um, but we have most of the other equipment for the baby, which is good. Hmm. Uh, I have been playing a few games. I will run through them pretty quickly because I've been, I've been life-talking a lot this episode. Well, I don't know about life-talking. More like... Digging up the dirt on your old mate Rob. <laughs> hey, I was digging up the dirt on myself too. Who, by the way, has Who knew you categorically never done any drugs ever, ever. I can get your dad on this podcast to don't say get, that. Don't get my dad. Don't get him. He's a liar. Boy, if you think that Rob can talk a lot, wait till you meet Tim. Yeah, look. If we want to change this podcast into a 
We can go a whole different route with if we get my dad on, you know. We can get my dad on because it'll be funny because my dad, as you know, usually for the most part won't shut up and he freezes in front of a microphone. Perfect. Yeah, so just get those two on together. That's why you bought this in the first place, was (laughs) to just shut him up every now and then by putting a microphone in his mouth. Anyway. Okay, um, so I... (laughs) God. So my... my, This is the worst episode. You know how I said the other time? Yeah. In fact, every episode that we recorded, this is the worst episode ever. I'm really enjoying this episode. I am liking this episode a lot. (laughs) It's it's all right. I was going to go somewhere, but then I decided, you know what, this is fine. This is This is all fine. Acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep going. Yes. Uh, my new gaming PC computer. Mm-hmm. PC gaming computer. Yes. 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 We... Um... No, no, don't, don't, don't. Go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as I said last episode a week ago, I had no games for it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had a friend, a very good friend. Not me then. No, not you. Not you at all. Who came to the rescue? Uh, E-Man. We should call him E-Man. He's just, his name's Eric. You'll hate that I mentioned his actual name. Uh, he had a whole bunch of games on Steam, which he was uh, he had that you know came as part of bundles and packs and stuff like that that he just never used or wanted. Mm-hmm. So he gifted them onto his old pal AC, ah. which is pretty cool. So ah. uh, one of them was the like a whole bunch of the uh, '90s Star Wars games, like uh, Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, Sweet. Uh, uh, Jedi Knight Academy or whatever it's called, a whole bunch of those uh, Jedi games from LucasArts. Okay. Yeah. Can't get them to work. They <laughs> won't work, and it's really pissing me off that I can't figure out how to do it. Welcome really. to PC gaming. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of expected it, but, like, <laughs> you know, it's it's so much harder to get, like, a 20-year-old game to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the other games that he had gifted me, I'll go through about uh, three of them here. Sure. Uh, Nuclear Throne Oh yeah Yeah I've wanted to get that game for ages Yeah It's, it's quite a bit of fun mm-hmm. uh, I tried playing it with the controller So it's kind of a pixel art uh, Shoot em up sort of It's like a twin stick shooter kind of thing Yeah right? Yeah uh, Didn't do so well using the twin sticks However I did much better using the mouse and keyboard Okay yep. Which yep. I, I suppose makes me kind of more of a, a true Truer PC gamer I think so yeah You're a, you're a mouse and keyboard man till you die Yeah Yeah I, I'm either using a, an NES a controller or a or the, the other end of the spectrum. I'm still interested in how this happens, but I think it's because you're just that old school that mouse and keyboard was the option that was available. It was to the you. only option when I learned how to play with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I actually spent a summer under intensive training in Brisbane under the Grandmaster Andrew Lynch <laughs> playing Quake using mouse and keyboard. Yeah, and he said he said I don't, I don't like you just using the keyboard. You have got to learn to use the mouse the mouse as well. Yep, yep. And it was a, a whole summer of intensive training, <laughs> and it's all coming back to me now. Fantastic. Uh, that's what I used to do with my summers. Right. Spend them in Brisbane. Cool. So Nuclear Throne gets a tick from you? Nuclear Throne, I haven't played enough to get a tick so far. I, I got to the, the kind of second area and uh, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot better than Enter the Gungeon, I think, in my opinion. At least it's a lot easier for me to play. Okay. A bit, bit more of an all-rounder there. Okay. Uh, the same cannot really be said for Dungeon Land, which is like a kind of a, a hack and slash... Uh, your 3D characters roaming around like an amusement park sort of thing with all of these like little Morco mizzards and wizards and stuff like that. And right, okay. Just hacking and slashing your way through and you meant to do it with a party. I didn't have a party with me so of course I used... Uh, uh, you know the computer like AI sort of yeah, characters yeah. you know you meant to have like a team of three and you all complement each other and you know I, I, I got through the hmm. tutorial in the first episode of that and I just went you know what I could possibly play this game with other people but just by myself 
Yeah, it's not it's not so interesting. Not a great game for me, I guess. I have to say, I've never heard of that one before, Dungeon Land. Yeah, huh. I think it's, it's very mediocre. Okay. I think mediocre is just basically how you say that game. There might be people who, who are screaming, no, it's really good, but I don't think it is. I just think it's just a, an average game that, that plays well for what it is, but what it is isn't that great. Okay, all right. Uh, and the last game I've been playing uh, that is worth mentioning is Monaco. Oh yeah, that this is the heist game, right? Yeah, yeah. basically you can uh, you can follow progressions of different characters in the game. Uh, it's kind of pixel art. You go through. You have a certain field of view, and all the characters have different skills. So you've got like a mole who can dig through things, and you've got a locksmith who can open things really quickly, like open locks and gates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing the locksmith storyline so far. I haven't gotten really into it. But I've really enjoyed what I've been doing so far. Cool. There's a bit of sneaking around. There's a bit of lockpicking. There's a bit of action. Like if you get a gun and there's a guard. And me being me, I just shoot the guard. <laughs> Despite the fact that everyone might uh, might be aware to it. But because it's kind of like a top-down-esque perspective. Yeah. I really appreciate that a lot more than than any other way it possibly could have been represented graphically i suppose okay so i've really been enjoying uh been enjoying monaco that's that's my favorite game that eric um eric gifted me on steam so far so other than that uh i played skyrim with you yes another episode will be going up shortly yep of a smart guy who was cool play skyrim i uh stupid in skyrim uh (laughs) i have i have we have a narrative now i have a plan the plan is to punch a dragon to death <laughs> and I'm well on my way to doing that. I think I'm only about 15 minutes away. Rob yeah. reckons it's a couple of hours, but 15 yeah. minutes for me, Max. Look, it is doable. It's just going to take a little bit of um, little bit of effort. But uh, I think I think you can do it. I think I think it's possible. I think I think I can. And it'll be an interesting experiment to see. Five ex- minutes tops. <laughs> You're nothing if not optimistic. <laughs> I have a lot of confidence. Yeah, very optimistic. A lot of self-confidence. Yeah, we've noticed that. And I also finished Sonic, as I mentioned before. Uh, Sonic, I put it on the Retro Freak. I save-scummed a lot, but the reason I did that is because the ROM kept failing. Yeah, that's fair enough. If you're getting crashes and stuff, I think think it's only fair that you, like, hit the save button a lot. And I I did tweet out this great tweet of uh, Sonic chasing Eggman. Who mm-hmm. surprisingly is the same speed, <laughs> and I just tweeted out. I, I took a photo on my phone and just said, "Yeah, you better run egg brackets man." <laughs> it's it is weird, isn't it? Anything mm. about that? Eggman is actually in that game can move as fast as Sonic. It's almost like Sonic's not even trying. Really. Yeah, I mean, in the eight bit version, he probably isn't. <laughs> but uh, all, all that happens is that the, the ending cutscene mm. is Sonic teleporting on top of Robotnik, hitting him in the head once he crashes. Throws up the Chaos Emeralds and then the land is clear. And then there's like a, almost like an animated GIF of Sonic doing karaoke with a microphone at the end, like bouncing up and down a little bit. And that's the end. Yeah, weird. That's, that's it. There's... All he wanted was to get them sweet jewels and then release them into the atmosphere. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked Go this. back to your father. I don't have no idea how that. It's like great game, ending cutscene sucks. Yeah. A lot of those 8 bit games didn't really have much of a payoff. They, they probably didn't think kids were going to finish them. And then they realized, <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Kids aren't the only ones playing these games. Better do something here. 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, I reckon that's me done. I've, I've, I've crapped on a lot this episode. What that's, have you been up that's to? That's fine. I generally crap on a lot as well. So it's probably fair that you, um, you take the reins a bit on this one. Um, look, uh, game wise, not a lot's been happening, but. This has been a very eventful seven days for me. Um, actually, the last couple of days in particular have been your, very... Your baby was assaulting you again? <laughs> no, no. I'm afraid the baby assaults have gone downhill. My baby was sick yesterday um, for the first time. She's seven months old, and, and so far we've been very lucky, apparently. Uh, yesterday was the first time she actually got proper sick, 
which was um, quite concerning for us. Um, she was kind of throwing up a lot and not keeping her food down. Uh, her temperature was unusually high. Uh, and I was at work at the time, and my wife was just sending me these, these quite distressed texts. Um, got her in to see the doctor, who recommended just trying to cool her down and basically just monitor her condition. I left work early yesterday to come home because I was just I was actually quite stressed um, and just needed... I think I just needed to be there, not really to... I don't think my wife really needed help, but I think me being there somehow helped just to know that I was around to sort of... Just in know, case, yeah. Moral support and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to kind of make sure that my wife, you know, ate lunch and stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, she went to sleep last night at about 6 o'clock after the most exhausting day. She only slept like 20 minutes at a time, which for a baby is, is like, you know, nothing. So she sleep for like 20 minutes and wake up and then and then cry, and, and that she did about three of those little mini naps. Anyway, I went to sleep at six, like I said, um, and slept through till about 8.30 this morning. So an epic sleep, by all accounts. And and she didn't stir once. Like, she just slept solidly. Fighting off the virus, I suppose. Four, yeah, 14 hours of solid sleep. And, and she's right as rain now. So, Excellent. Um, really happy. I mean, fingers crossed. Uh, so far, so good. Um, she seems to be back to her, her usual self, which was it's just great. Um, but yesterday's, the stressfulness of yesterday was compounded. Because not only did we have a sick baby, but... I've been in a lot of pain for the last week um, from my teeth. Well, more accurately, my gums, I found out. But I've been having a bit of a toothache all, all week. Um, it started on the weekend, actually, last weekend. And um, when we recorded the last episode, I was actually suffering from it a little bit. Um, got progressively worse up to the point where yesterday I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I, I was in so much pain that I just, I just called a dentist and I was like, can you fit me in? And there's one nearby that actually is open till 8 o'clock at night. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I, that's I mean, actually really surprising for a dentist. Yeah, I, I I was surprised too, and they fit me in um same day that I called up. So seven o'clock in the evening, I went to the dentist after work and after putting the baby to sleep. And uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. You know, a lot of people say that dentists are like you know torturers and they they fear the dentist and things like that. Yeah. I never really had that. I never but, really I never really feared the dentist, but that's because I've never really had much work done. Really, it is it is kind of interesting to say here that Rob has almost perfect teeth. I'm Despite really lucky. the fact that yeah. the lifestyle you have lived in your past, you yeah. have got really good teeth. I don't think you have any fillings. You've never needed any braces. No. You've never had any like extreme work done. It's been it's been a really good run for me. My wisdom teeth were not impacted, so they've been left in. And just generally, um, I've been very very lucky. I think just in general, physically, I've been very lucky. I haven't done anything with it. I think anyone else with 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 um, you know my uh, like physique. Well, not physique. That's terrible. But my, um, you know, my. Oh, we can mention your physique if you want. This face could have done a lot if someone else had been in charge. But I had no idea. So anyway, I've got pretty good teeth. I went to the dentist. Um, he had a look in there, and um, to my relief, it's actually uh, an infection of the gums. Yeah, so that does happen. Sometimes. Right at the back, right behind the wisdom tooth. So I mean, basically, which is, it's impacting the the nerves of your entire no, jawline. No, it's not impacted. It's actually just that there was a uh, no, impact. Oh, oh, so yes, the, mm. the the infection was was I left because I, I left it like men do. We we tend to leave things in, in the hopes they'll go away. You know, I mean, sometimes they do. Yeah, they do. And we save money. Yeah, exactly. Which and that, we can spend on booze that makes us feel better. That's exactly what my plan was, um, but unfortunately, it didn't get it didn't go away. It got worse. So he yeah he went in there and um uh, he said he said to me right we're gonna have to do a clean um basically scrape around uh, around the wisdom tooth and clean out whatever's back there that's probably causing the infection 
and then I'll subscribe you some antibiotics and so forth. So he uh, went ahead and gave me some numbing gel in, in my mouth, which, um, you know, it, it did something, kind of numbed it up a bit. He started poking around back there with a needle to see whether it had taken effect, and I was, you know, sort of wincing, and going, ow, mm. ow, you know, and so he was like, all right, I'll have to give you some 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 more anesthetic. So he injected some anesthetic into my... Was that uh, your very first anesthetic injection? No, I've had some before uh, when, I, when I've had, um, you know, some cleaning work and stuff. Done okay, oh, wow. But, um... He injected it into my jaw and um, and then tested again with the needle to see whether it had taken effect, and it still hurt. So he injected even more anesthetic into into my uh, my face. And long story short, um, your entire face must have been numb. Yeah. So it, so the thing is that it, it 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 did the trick, and he cleaned my my uh, wisdom teeth quite well, and um, and you know sent me on my way. Um, the anesthetic just kept getting stronger and stronger as the evening went on okay. it hadn't really and it didn't really peak until about an hour after i'd left the dentist and was home by which point um pretty much the entire left hand side of my face from like above my ear almost to my hairline right down to the middle of my of my mouth like uh if you can imagine like pretty much half of my head yeah was entirely numb and because um, your body's not used to it, it tried to fight it off, and then all of a sudden it went eh, I gave just, up, and and I was trying to eat dinner with like <laughs> the right hand side of my face, like just imagine me nibbling on a piece of pizza with just the right hand side of my mouth, just like just trying to like sort of trying to eat it with just one side. It didn't work out very well. It, it, I've never enjoyed pizza less than I did last night. Um, it, you know what's really weird when you have a numb face is when you mm. touch your beard. Yeah. Because when you, like, you, I don't know what it is. Like, if you touch your face, it's numb. But if you touch your beard, there's, like, hair that's numb and mm. face that's numb underneath. Yeah. And it's, it's this really weird feeling, like, almost yep. petting a, a dog or some sort of animal that is surgically attached to your face. I pretty much spent a lot of my time last night sort of just touching my face and just being weirded out yeah. by how it felt. My wife was, at this point, just thoroughly exhausted because she spent all day dealing with... Uh, a sick baby who had vomited literally everywhere um, and then had to deal with a husband who came home with a sore face and was like, oh, my face is numb and my teeth hurt. And like, I can't even speak properly. And so, yeah, she was just over it. She went to bed really early. and just <laughs> You look you after know. the whatever it is in the room. Yeah, so it was pretty much a really bad day for us, actually. A quite, quite appalling day. Um, and I got to say, I knew you were in a bad mood this week. Yeah. I, um, yes. Because usually... <laughs> So Rob and I do talk a little bit outside, uh, you know, we try and catch up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I contact Rob and I think of, if either of us think we have a really good idea, mm. it's usually met with, oh yeah, we can workshop that. You know, we can, we can do mm. that. I, I told Rob my brilliant idea and he just went, eh, I don't think we're going to do that. It's not going to work. What about <laughs> this? Oh, no, it's not. Well, okay. I'm happy. Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> and from that point yeah. from, I think there was a, About three messages And I went I know Rob's not in a good mood Yeah I probably shouldn't Send any more messages <laughs> So I just I just dropped it Yeah I, There are times When yeah. we both can Kind of know that uh, We both know enough To well leave alone I think I have like It's weird I, I'm I'm Because you're so cheery Most of the I'm time I'm generally cheery But when I'm not happy Then I'm, I'm quite Abysmally upset And uh, this is one of those weeks Where I was just In, in a bit of a foul mood And um I'm kind of yeah. the opposite. I'm, I'm not really high or really low. Like mm. I deal with a lot of pain in my life as it is because of my knees and yeah and stuff like that. So I always have always have a little bit of pain. So I try and manage it. And I'm always in the middle somewhere where I try and be optimistic mm. and confident, especially mm. always confident. <laughs> the ladies like confidence. Oh yeah. Sometimes but, uh, the fellas. Hey baby. I'm raising my eyebrows. Want to see my do. modesty sock? <laughs> oh, dear. It's pink. Oh god. And shaped like my penis. 
Why? <laughs> Why do you say such things on this on this family friendly podcast? I think it's time to admit, Rob. I saw that you ran a Twitter poll. Yes. Earlier on in the week. Yes. And it said, "Should we cut? Should we cut swearing or not cut swearing from our podcast? Or should we actually increase the level of swearing?" <laughs> And the, I think we we got a lot of votes that indicated that maybe we should swear more. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I'll take that under advisement. You know, yeah, I uh, think I don't know. Like, I like to think we have the professionalism not to swear as much. I like to think we can we can just we can insult each other and our listeners just fine without swearing. Yeah, because we're that good. Yeah, we're good. We can offend people without needing to swear. <laughs> yeah, you damn Welshman. Um, yeah, so I've, I've had I've had a, a lousy week. Um, did game- you get any gaming time in? I did, you know, my usual 5am gaming um, But it's been it's been the same games I've been talking about for a while Rome 2 and, and, and Skyrim uh, My Rome game has been going really interestingly So so the way that the way the Total War games work is basically You, you have a, a big map and you have a lot of factions on the map And they're usually, in, in the recent Total War games um, Last, you know, half a dozen or so the factions have been getting increasingly small, so you, you, you end up with kind of a checkerboard of, of, of small cultures across a map. And um, as the game progresses, they, they sort of expand and fight, and, and some cultures get wiped out by others, and uh, and as you play the game, you get increasingly more powerful. And usually what happens is you, you get to a point where you're so powerful that um, the game reaches a tipping point where it's no longer fun because there's no more challenge left because you just control so much territory. It's just like it's that, basically playing with cheat mode on. Yeah, it's like you know, it's fun to start with. It's like it's like the opposite of, of most games where it starts out hard and then gets more easy as you as you take over more land and and are able to make more troops and stuff. Um, and I was expecting this to be the case with with Rome too, and it got to a point where I'd taken over most of the Mediterranean or the northern Mediterranean and was quite feeling quite confident. And I really thought, oh, nothing can really stop me now. This is getting a bit dull. But actually what I found was that while I was expanding, some of the other nations were expanding too. Uh-huh. And there's actually three superpowers in the ancient world now. And it's, it's wonderfully like, is, so it's Rome. wonderfully historically inaccurate. It's so beautifully inaccurate. Who are I, the other superpowers? That's so, what I'm interested So right in. now Rome, which is me, has yep. taken over most of Spain... Italy, of course. Uh, I took Greece recently, and most of um, also Greece isn't a superpower. No, I took Greece. I, 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 I took. I, um, they're actually kind of a bit of a, a hodgepodge at this period in history. Is so it Russia or Egypt? No. Um, so there's me with most of the Western Mediterranean. Um, there's the um, the Seleucid Empire, which is basically the Syrian Empire. Oh that yeah. Has uh, most of um, the Middle East and some territory extending uh, eastwards, sort of you know into sort of the the Fertile Crescent, uh, Mesopotamian sort of area. They're quite powerful. And also Gaul, which actually has has experienced a meteoric rise. So initially, the, the Gallic tribes are all kind of individual. Hmm. But the game has a really interesting mechanic where tribes can actually link up into what's called a confederacy. So a bunch of different Gallic tribes pretty early in the game became this the Gallic confederacy. So they became kind of like a superpower, like the size of France, basically. They all kind of linked together and were like, right, we're all going to become one and then the game the, the game basically controls Gaul as like one single entity with like a hive mind you know which is much more dangerous than all the tribes if they're separate well didn't Julius Caesar go after someone similar who was uh, like the, oh, the, the great v- v- Vercingetorix I think yeah Vercingetorix um, so yeah this is a similar phenomenon where like you know he kind of united Gaul under one banner the game kind and of made eventually lost the game kind of made that happen really early on and then the Gauls turned their attentions eastward and conquered Germany. Mm-hmm. And now they've conquered most of like the western steppes of Russia. And they basically control all 
of Northern Europe. So have they waged war against you yet? Not or yet. Is, is I'm, there... keeping them, I'm keeping them as my ally. Actually, not, well, not my ally. We've got a, a non-aggression pact. Ah. So they don't attack me. I don't attack them. We but stand... you're totally going to attack them, aren't you? Eventually, but I'm trying to concentrate on the Seleucids. I'm fighting the um, the Seleucid Empire right now. And it's like World War Three. Like It is huge because there's... There's, there's like massive armies on either side. Like I, I command, you know, tens of, of legions and, and they've got huge fleets and, and armies as well. And I declared war on them just recently and it's it's absolutely <laughs> a show. Are you af- afraid of losing? Um, look, I am a little bit. Um, I, I don't think I don't think I'll, they'll actually ever wipe me out, but I, I've had a few setbacks. I've, they've taken some towns from me, which actually has made the game really interesting. Just having a few um, losses uh, has, has made the game much more interesting for me. Uh, so, you know, the worst thing that could happen to me right now would be for the Gauls to stab me in the back and attack me. Then I'd be fine. They might. T- they might do. Yeah, that. they might do it. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping them pretty happy because the Seleucids are one of their enemies as well. So by fighting them, it's like that old adage of you know the enemy, enemy of your enemy, enemy is your friend. friend yeah. yeah. So hopefully they won't stab me in the back. But if they do, I might be in real trouble. So that's been interesting. I like I like the idea that you could possibly lose this. You know, because you never know mm. what might happen in diplomacy. Meet yeah. strange bedfellows. Yeah. I mean, I'd I actually I actually be really happy if I lost because I. It's it's very rare in these games for that to happen. But I I, I want yeah. a uh, I want a conclusion to this anecdote. I've got to say I want to hear back. next time what happens. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll play some more battles and, and I'll, you'll see whether I manage to wipe out the Seleucids. Because if I do, then I'll have like pretty much all of the Mediterranean. And that's that's kind of game set match. Kind of, but the game does have set objectives for Rome, and one of them includes conquering Britain. But to get to Britain, I'll have to go through Gaul. So, so eventually, you have Spain, so you could do a, a reach around, as it were. Yeah, I could do a, uh, a the old Euro reach around, <laughs> if you will. The old Euro reach around, my favourite move. <laughs> That's what we call invading yeah. Britain. So the I'll, old Euro reach around. So I'll come back with more updates on on my Rome game, but it's really fun, really really fun, and I'm looking forward to playing as some other factions um, like Parthia down the track. So, yeah, stay tuned for more of that. I won't um, bore you with the other stuff. I've been doing more Skyrim and stuff, really. So, um, yeah, that's been me. Why don't we uh, wrap this up? Because this has been going a while. I am pretty eager for a quiz. All right, let's quiz it up. Quiz it. Quiz it it. Quiz it 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 it. Tit. I like tits. So, Rob, I talked a lot about Sonic today. I am wearing a Sonic t-shirt. Yes. So I can only assume that you have a Mario quiz for me. I do. I do. All right, you ready for top 10 Mario facts that you didn't think you knew, but now you know? His name is Mario 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 Skidabadoo. And Yoshi Munchakoopas Koopadoopas. That's my last name. Andrew Munchakoopa Koopa Skidabadoo. No, no. The quiz, the quiz, surprisingly enough, is a general Sonic the Hedgehog trivia quiz. This is interesting because I did not prompt Rob to do this. I did not know that this was a thing until tonight. Yep, so I've surprised you. uh, How much do you... No, or how much do you think you know mm-hmm. about our little blue friend Sonic? You know, I know everything there is to know up until about the end of 1991, which All is right. the first two games. Well, let, you might <laughs> be—I know nothing. You might be eating your words, good sir. Uh, so, ten questions. Okay. Just general Sonic trivia. Okay. So I need to actually know the answers, not true or false or anything. Some, uh, you know what? No, they're all. No, one of them is true or false. Yep. Yeah. Looks, it's just—it's a, a hodgepodge. It's a—it's a—it's a mixed bag. Okay. Of trivia. Okay. We'll, we'll mix my bag, baby. I love to mix your bag. Okay. Baby. Question number one. And yeah, okay, Is that a euphemism? Some of these are easy. Okay. I'm going to softball this one to okay. you. Right, it's a real right. underarm pitch. Okay. What is Sonic's favorite food? Uh, chili dogs. Bingo. Points for you. Chili dogs. At you least know what? 
I did not even know that until recently when yeah. I kept because you know how much Sonic art pops up on your timeline if you're a retro gamer on mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's just mostly Sonic art. It's ninety nine percent Sonic art. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I like Sonic as much as the next person. Or actually, it turns out not as much as the next person, but mm. enough. And apparently, yeah. that's not enough. Basically, everyone in Europe and that confuses really and angers me. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the weird thing about Chili Dogs is it actually was um, canon from the TV series. Oh, that fr- bled it bled into the games. So it started on the TV series. So there and were then, there were two TV series. There was like a Japanese one and a yeah. This is the Western one. The Western one was uh, voiced by Steve, the guy who played Steve Urkel. Like yeah, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, yeah, in that show, still an Archie comic, I do believe. Yeah, that show they claimed that he liked Chili Dogs, and then like only in the more recent games, the last ten years or so, they started to have Sonic say things like it, "I like Chili Dogs" or "Hey Tails, where's the Chili Dogs?" It's almost as if they had no ma- other material to yeah. build on. <laughs> That's right. Almost. It's almost like this is the most tired and bloody drawn out series that needs a bullet in its head ever in video game history. But anyway, question number two. Who is Sonic's girlfriend, AC? Uh, You mean from the original concept or... Who's Sonic's girlfriend? (sighs) Who is it? This is difficult because I have two answers. Give me, or give me both answers. Okay. uh, In the original concept, it Mm -hmm. was Madonna. Mm-hmm. In, uh, I think Amy is the more recent one. Okay, is it a trick question? He doesn't have a girlfriend? He has n- Okay, so, you're actually extremely, extremely right about Madonna. Yeah. But because he never actually... They never went ahead with that idea. They never went ahead... And this is a question that comes later, so you've actually, like, anticipated a later question. So, yep. extra points to you for that. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my oh, quiz. I'll pretend to be surprised. You bloody ruined my quiz, Andrew. Alright, so you get a point for that one, obviously. Uh, because he although, although Amy, the pink hedgehog, mm-hmm. has espoused love for Sonic and claimed to be his girlfriend, Sonic has actually never reciprocated. You know what? Amy told me that. She actually said, Sonic is my boyfriend, my forever. And she's got a tattoo mm-hmm. where, well, I mean, you know, there are a lot of parts that the sun don't shine on a hedgehog, <laughs> but this one was particularly inconspicuous. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, she's a lying bitch. Apparently Amy actually, actually even asked Sonic to marry her. And he like straight up just cold was like, nah, not happening, baby. And then he just like, you know, f- tossed his cigarette or whatever and just walked, you know what I mean? <laughs> set him, set her on fire. I'm a free bird, he said as he flicked his cigarette so and walked. I think the, um, Amy is the one at the start of Sonic CD who gets yes. kidnapped. Yes, uh, so Which we have played. Yes. We have played so, Sonic CD. Sonic Pete, CD is one of my favourite ones. It's actually. easy to get confused because a lot of video games feature the hero hmm. rescuing their girlfriend. And Sonic has rescued Amy a lot, actually. Yeah. But it's a false logic that, that because he rescues a female, therefore she's... Her, his girlfriend that's actually not true yeah I'm a sexist pig and I deserve to not have a point for that yeah okay. so yes and you also deserve to be spanked yet again okay I'll, it's bare bottom question <laughs> go for it baby after the show's over we'll, we'll sort that out question three I'll keep recording canonically mm-hmm. how fast can Sonic run this what <laughs> this, this isn't a true or false no no how fast can he run oh I don't know uh, 70 kilometers no 70 miles an hour 70? You go yeah, with 70? I'm going to go with 70. Surprise, surprise. He can actually run faster than the light, the speed of light. Faster than the actual speed of light. Um, is how fast he can run canonically. If he wants to. Uh, I have a couple of problems with that. Mostly 16-bit wouldn't allow him to. Well, that's, the laws of physics. He was just, he was taking it easy in all those games. He didn't what? even push himself. 
I, I, I'll let you have that one. I, I don't know where I pulled 70 miles an hour from, but... Uh, yeah, from your butt. Because you don't know jack about Sonic. Obviously not. He can run faster than the speed of light. Faster than, not as fast as, faster than the speed of light. I like to think that he can't go as fast as the speed of light. He's either going a little bit slower or a little bit faster. And if you want to know where I found that fact, yep. I won't tell you because it will reveal how little research I've done. <laughs> But at least one website on the internet, Wikipedia? aka the home of truth, and in fact Wikipedia? it wasn't Wikipedia, it was probably somewhere much less reputable, said he can run faster than the speed of light. Sonicpedia? So that's, now that's on this podcast, that's a fact. Okay, next next question, please. You are ahead, two to one. Question four. Yeah. How much... Now, okay, okay, let me start, let me preface this question. Okay. The best part of Sonic on the Mega Drive... I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah. Is when you plug the cartridge in and you turn it on and it goes Sega. Like yep. that's that's the best part, right? Well, that's the only part I remember. That's the best part of almost arguably of any game ever. Yep. Um, how much of the Mega Drive Sonic One cartridge storage was taken up by the Sega chant? How much of the cartridge was dedicated okay. to that Sega chant? Okay, Do you think? So... Do you think? Give me like a fraction. A fraction. Uh, I'm gonna say. I, I kind of want to say fifty percent. Because it's digitized speech and it looks so cool. But I'm going gonna, gonna to go... I'm actually going to say 25%. Ooh, close, but it's actually one-eighth. You actually highballed it. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, about 12.5% uh, okay. of the cartridge. Taken up just with that chant. Just with that chant. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool chant. And it's, it's very clear. It's a very clear digitized speech. Tell you what, it sold me on the game. I was like, oh my god, someone's saying words. I need to... <laughs> This is literally how dumb kids were back then in the 90s, but it was like, words on a video game? Sign me up. Where do I give you... Where I have a fistful of money that I stole from my mum's purse. <laughs> Who do I give it to? Because the game is talking words at me. Yeah, no, you give it to me because I used to yeah. beat you up at lunchtimes. No, you did not. You were beaten up with me. We both got... We got equally beaten. Me, perhaps a bit more than you. <laughs> yeah, I use you as a human shield, mostly. <laughs> yes. Due to your weak physique. <laughs> God... Okay, alright, it's three to you, one to me. You okay. might very well win this Sonic quiz. Okay, question number five. Okay. The Sonic Skid Noise. The iconic Sonic Skid Noise. That Which, he makes... if you play the 8-bit version, gets really annoying yep. really fast. The noise he makes when he when you hit the brakes. Yep. It's taken from which other iconic Sega game? Where is that noise from? It's, not, it's from a different Sega game, but can you tell uh, me which Sega game they took that sample from? Hang on. No, Outrun. It's from ah, Outrun. No, yeah. it was one of the two. Yep. I went with the wrong one. There you go. So that Sega just... There are actually a couple of Alex Kidd sound effects in the 8-bit version at the very least, which I know are in there as hmm, well. Interesting. Yeah, so Sega, not not afraid of just reusing Recycling. assets. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I Why see, not? Yeah. yeah, We do it all the time on the Game Life Balance Strip. Question number six. True or false? Early in development... Mm-hmm. So, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Early in development, Sonic's goal was not to rescue cute little woodland creatures, but actually his girlfriend, who was named Madonna. Can I get a point for that? You get a point because you said true earlier. Basically, you did say it. You didn't say it, but you did with your eyes. There was no even true. That was just a statement of fact by that. I'm going to give myself a point for that. I thought that was a really good deep trivia, a deep cut, you know. See, I know a lot about Sonic's earlier development, but nothing about what's happened lately. Yeah, apparently she was like very well endowed as well. And I think that's no, part of No, the... she just looked like Madonna. Like, yeah. you know, like blonde haired, uh, red dress kind of... They were just like, you know what? Mallor and Monroe figure. We need this cut. We need Sonic to be less sexual. We need him to be more of like a... He did have a human girlfriend in yeah. Sonic Adventures. So, yeah. you know. There you go. So... That's why he turned out Amy because he's like, sorry, I need a, I need a real woman. I need a real woman. And by real literally. woman, I mean a literally a real woman. Um, all right. A human, human woman. 
Now, perhaps, given those comments, perhaps a very interesting question. Okay. Question seven. Yep. Canonically, mm-hmm. how old is Sonic? I wish you'd give me like multiple choices so I could at least get close to one of them. But I am going to say, but it's fair enough that you if you get if you get this right within within one year, <laughs> this is no hope because I was going to say six and he's not six years old. I'm going to say I'm going to say he is twenty two. No, he's fifteen. He's fifteen. He's just I was a, never going to get. He's that. just a whittle boy, whittle teenage boy, with all going through changes with his body and such, and being all confused. <laughs> hey, when I was fifteen, I could go faster than the speed of light, but obviously not wake up early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> you could go faster than the speed of light in particular contexts. <laughs> Bingo! Why do you think my arms are so strong? Bingo! Bango! All right, all right. Bingo, okay. Uh, you look like you're on the way to winning this. Question eight. Yeah. During development, Sonic was originally not called Sonic. What was Sonic's original name, AC? Oh, sugar. What I... was his name during development? Early development, let's say. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a thought of, of calling him Speedy and just doing lots of cocaine. <laughs> Speedy the coked up rat. <laughs> uh, no. uh... You know, I, I, this is something that you're going to tell me and I'm going to go, damn, I knew that, but I, I just cannot bring it to my mind right now. Okay. Mousy McMouse Mouse, the Needle Mouse. You know, you're not far off. It's Mr. Needle Mouse. So I'm going to give you partial points for that. I'll give you half a point because you said Needle Mouse. So, yeah, okay. So what you've got to remember is that the, the words for hedgehog in Japanese is literally, literally means Needle, needle Mouse. mouse. Wow, yes, really? so, okay. Yeah. So the reason I said Needle McNeedle Mouse is whatever I said is mm-hmm. because it's... That's Mr. Needle Mouse to you. Yeah. See, it, it, it comes from a development flaw in that they're idiots, <laughs> which is a pretty big flaw. Because they were like... We could make up a new word for this animal. I'm just going to give you a point for that because I didn't get it exactly. I don't even deserve that point. I'll give you half anyway because your knowledge of Japan came to your aid yet again. Question number nine. The design of Eggman, a.k.a. Dr. Robotnik, was originally meant to be a caricature of which US president? Teddy Roosevelt. Correct. Points for you. Well done, sir. That one is pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. There you go. Actually, interestingly... He was actually originally designed to be the hero of a different game. And it was meant to be a competitor for, against Mario. They were developing a game that was meant to be a Mario killer. And uh, they came up with this character um, called, uh, you know, Eggman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was meant to be this charming old man based on Teddy Roosevelt. I, I still find him pretty and charming. He, um, and, he, and he originally wore pajamas. He was kind of cute. So I might actually get the, the image of, of a robot, Robotnik in pajamas and make that the feature image of the podcast. Robotnik. Gim pajamas are coming, coming down, down the stairs. stairs. Okay. Yep. Last question. Uh, yeah. Hey, and teddy bears. It all it all fits in. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number ten. Uh, final question. And you you ought to get this. Okay. What is Doctor Robotnik's first name? Ivan. Close. Igor. No. Uh, oh, so close. Frederick. It's Ivo. Ivo. Oh no. Ivo. How close was I? You were so close. I was so close. Uh, I'm going to give you that point. Gosh. I didn't do so good on the Sonic test, i got to say. That's and all right. That's all right. So it's pretty obscure, some of it. Uh, but you got Madonna, which I'm very pleased with. So, yeah. Yeah, that a, a lot of the early stuff, like Mr. Needle Mouse is... Um, yeah, a, this, that's kind of stupid because it's just literally... Oh, pardon me. Sorry, my phone is again making noises. <laughs> Last week it was your phone doing the, the buzzing, the vibrating. This time I've paid you back with my USB, the USB port making noises. You better hope that that actually picks it up. The problem is that I hate iTunes with a vengeance, right? Yeah. Hate it. And every yeah. time you plug your phone in, iTunes 
freaking well comes up on yeah, my... Yeah, I hate it. I hate it too. I hate iTunes so much. I have to have it because the very last of Apple device I use mm. is what I listen to Giant Bomb on through uh, like a, an iPod stereo in my bedroom. Right. Uh, okay, so final quiz is six and a half to you, three and a half to me. Right. Um, I still got some of the obscure ones there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I lost that quiz, but I don't feel ashamed about it because I got no. I got some of it. You did okay. You did okay. I really honestly expected you to ask me what is uh, Tails's full name. Oh God, no! That's too easy. Yeah, that's too easy. Yeah, of course it's Frank Tails. <laughs> Franklin to you, Bucko. <laughs> Franklin Mild Prower Tales. Yep, that's right. People, people... Uh, if if you actually want to know a little bit more about Sonic's development, I would recommend you read Console Wars. Yeah, it's a really interesting read, and I got a lot out of it. It's not only about uh, the console uh, Nintendo versus Sega wars of the early nineties. It's interestingly about uh, Japanese and American culture, mm. especially business culture, especially mm. at that point in time. Really fascinating stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, with that... Um... Read the copy, Rob. All right. One day you'll read this copy. No, no. no, you, no I'm TV's Frank. Read the copy. No, <laughs> hang on. No, I'm... What's the other guy's name? TV's AC? No. Uh, I'm... Longbottom McGee? <laughs> Your TV's Frank. I am Dr. Ivo Robotnik. <laughs> sure. All right. This is not going. This is not going to get funnier than what we talk. So let's no, just end the okay. show right let's, now. Let's, okay? let's end it. Let's do it. All right. Let's put a bullet in the head of this show, much like someone ought to do to Sonic. Forrester, Doctor Forrester. That's what it is. I was thinking, <laughs> Mister Sunshine Three Thousand. I'm Doctor Forrester. Your TV's Frank, and I say, read the copy, Rob. You know what this is like. Frank. This is like one of those like Saturday Night Live sketches that should have ended a long time ago. All right. And with that, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition. Of the Game Life Balance podcast, you can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US, which I must say is a much better show than us and intimidates me so much. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Reboarded. AC is at ProdTally. And our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. If you enjoy our show, please rate us Please, please rate us. I don't even care if you give me a two-star. Please, star. please rate even us. Even a two-star review. I would I would kill for a two-star review. I would, <laughs> he would. He's, he's, not ki- he's not kidding, folks. Yeah, two st- but if you give me a one-star review, I will be sad and cry a lot. Uh, but do that and uh, give us a positive review and or a bad one or whatever. Just review us. For God's sake, review us. And, and tell your friends about us, maybe, if you're not ashamed of listening to us, which I think most of you are. But if you're not, if you actually are proud to listen to this filth, then uh, do feel free to tell people about it, because they might listen to and then happy times for me when I look at the stats at the end of the month. I, I, I feel really bad, because usually we have something to say about the American guys, but we yeah. we haven't... Uh, I, I know they have some new content up, but we haven't they've had been, a chance to listen to it yet. They've been playing a lot of board games. Um, yeah, Martin Con, which yeah. I did not get an invite to. Thank you very much. Which so you, I've got an idea. Rob. Mm-hmm. You and I yeah. pretend to be Game Life Balance US. Brilliant. Let's do it. We, You pretend to be Uncle Stabo. Yep. I pretend to be Cody Goff. Yep. On it. And we just like talk normally and just say we're Game Life Balance US and yeah. usurp them. Yeah. And I'll rename the show. Yep. And we'll post podcasts at the exact same time that they do. 
and and I'll change the iTunes listing and everything, so it'll be completely confusing. And there will be them, and then we'll talk, and then we'll and then we'll be the good ones. <laughs> and then and then all we need to do is kill them and skin them, and then wear their skins. And then hello, I'm Cody. Can Goff. we can we live in their houses and 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 sleep in the same bed as their wives and girlfriends? Oh, we can sleep in the same bed as each other. We can, oh, all right, I'll do. I'll take that. As I'm sure as, that's what they do. As long as you wear a sexy wig. I'm already wearing a sexy wig. All right, well, through it again. Well, look forward to us killing and wearing the skins of Cody Goff and Jonathan Acquistero Martin. Uh, but until then, uh, you can uh, go jump in a lake, I guess. <laughs> go, go to hell. 